Alrighty, it says it started, so I'm gonna count it down. Alright, three, two, one, go. Hello everyone, welcome to Fireside Knicks. I'm your host, Dylan Backer, and I'm with my brother and co-host Justin Backer. And today we're gonna cover the OB Toppin quotes that came out the other day. He had his first press conference with the Indiana Pacers. It was through a Zoom call, so it wasn't a traditional press conference, but it was still the most formal introduction that we've gotten from Obi Toppin since he got traded for two second round picks just a couple weeks ago. So we're kind of going to dive into that a little bit. You know, he said some positive things, you know, for the most part, it was positive. You know, he obviously, you know, hinted a little bit that it wasn't a fantastic, you know, most ideal situation that it was in New York. But for the most part, he was very positive about his time in New York and he was, you know, thankful for the opportunity he had. So we're kind of going to just jump right into it. You know, Justin, how are you doing today? And first, and uh, what do you think about some of these quotes? You know, I know there's some pretty interesting stuff that he said in this stuff, so. Yeah, I'm doing well. So uh, as far as the quotes go, you know, I think he handled it well, to be honest. You know, it's not easy for any player to get traded, but it's especially not easy for a young player to get traded that didn't really get the opportunity, like as, as Obi did. You know, he spent his whole career basically behind Julius Randle, only averaging like, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes a game. You know, he was the eighth overall pick. So, you know, he probably would have liked to have more opportunity with the Knicks. But, you know, I thought he handled the trade well, you know, Everything he said was was pretty good. You know, he said he enjoyed his time with the Knicks. He enjoyed the opportunity he got. He was thankful that he even got the opportunity to play for the Knicks. You know what I mean? So, you know, I thought he handled it well. You know, with some players, they might just be like, oh, I didn't get to play a whole lot. You know, I hated it there. Da, 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 da. You know, Obi, he didn't do any of that. He said, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity, but now it's the start of a new chapter in Indiana. So, you know, I didn't get the playing time I wanted, but hopefully now I have an opportunity to get playing time. So I think he handled it well, to be honest. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that he handled it pretty well. You know, for, for the most part in Obi's career, he's been pretty, you know, professional when it comes to the media and stuff. He's always said the right things. He's never gotten himself into controversy. And the one time he really did was when that he had that little altercation that was reported with Tom Thibodeau during the playoffs and then the audio leaked about it but you know they even asked Obi about it and he said you know basically he doesn't want to talk about it you know if I have the quote right here he said quote I'm not really worried about the past anymore thinking about that basically you know he's just focused on what's ahead of him now he's got this new chapter with the Pacers he's not dwelling on his past with the Knicks he's not dwelling on the fact that he didn't get to play a whole lot and that he was stuck behind playing behind an all NBA level player you know that's not necessarily Obi Toppin's fault it's just Julius Randle ended up becoming this you know really good player to where he became a franchise cornerstone Knicks ended up signed to an extension and you knew at that point that Obi Toppin's long-term outlook in New York was bleak right so you knew it was kind of going to be a tough spot for him when that happened that's again that's not Obi Toppin's fault you know when the Knicks drafted him they wanted Obi to essentially replace Randall, right? That was like their main idea. And, you know, Randall ended up becoming what he is now. And that unfortunately left Obi in a tough spot. You know, I think Obi Toppin is a very solid NBA player. I want to make that clear because, you know, even though I'm, you know, always going to be a Randall person, I do think Obi Toppin is a solid NBA player. I don't think he's necessarily bad. And I do think, you know, him getting drafted eighth overall was deserving. He was the best player really available at the time. And the Knicks went that route of drafting the best available player. Yes, some could argue that we should have taken Tyrese Halliburton, but you know, I don't at the time, many people were pretty certain that Obi Toppin was like the best available player. So the Knicks went that route and it just didn't work. You know, sometimes these draft picks don't work out. The Knicks unfortunately have a history of, you know, draft picks and lottery picks not working out. 
I don't think the Obi Toppin situation is in the same category as like the Kevin Knox stuff or Frank Neokina. I don't think it's in the same category because Obi Toppin at least still provides some serviceable basketball. And he had, he was a part of some really good moments, you know, with his time in the Knicks, you know, fill, for example, uh, filling in for Randall in game one of the second round. Yes, I know the Knicks lost that game, but at least Obi Toppin was available and stepped up to, to a degree degree on the offensive side at least the re- main reason you didn't see Toppin a whole lot really when Randall was playing you couldn't really play Randall and Toppin together because you know there was just it was not a good match for defensive purposes you know maybe offensively it improved it a little bit but defensively it was it was a nightmare I'm gonna be honest and in today's NBA you have to have good defense if you want to be able to succeed and Toppin didn't really provide that on that side as a power forward so you know in terms of just fit and play style I don't think New York was exactly the destination for Toppin at all you know on the surface it seems like a dream you know like even Toppin mentioned it you know he loved playing in MSG loved being able to play on the Knicks and all that on the surface seems like a dream you know for a guy like that for a young player to get drafted to a high market like New York and play in the most famous arena but you know it just wasn't working and I think you know the Knicks moving Toppin was just the right thing to do even if, you know, the return wasn't phenomenal, I know some Knicks fans were pretty upset that we only got two second rounders out of it. And, at the, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that's really something you can knock the Knicks for. I think that's more so just that's kind of what Toppin's value is sitting at right now. And that's just because Toppin hasn't had much of an opportunity to really prove himself in this league. You know, over the course of three years, he averaged 14 minutes a game and it's just seven points. It's a small sample size. Yes, he's shown flashes of what he can do as a starter. But, you know, unfortunately, the only things you can rely on is the opportunities he actually was given in games, which 95 percent of the time was a limited bench role. They tried to turn him into a spot up shooter because they badly needed shooting. It wasn't working. You know, it just it's a better move for both the Knicks to move on from top in here and to look for someone that fits the you know the timeline or fits the roster a little bit more. And for Toppin as well, you know, he gets a bigger opportunity now. He's going to get a lot more playing time in Indiana, most certainly, whether it's a starter or not. He's definitely going to get more than 10 minutes a game. He's definitely going to play a large role into that Indiana young offense. So. That being said, I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. You know, I have no, like, animosity toward him. I never did. You know, I I just think getting rid of him was just the right move. You know, there's a certain degree to where you guys just realize, like, business-wise and basketball-wise, it was the right thing to do. You know, I don't think the Knicks really messed up here in getting rid of Obi because I know some fans were saying that. I don't think they really messed up here. I think they just, they had to do it. You know, it would have felt kind of awkward if he was still suiting up for the Knicks on opening night next year, given that, you know, we thought he was going to get traded at the deadline, you know? So just given all this stuff, the lack of opportunities he had and all that stuff, it, it was just meant to, you know, for them to split. It was just meant to be, you know, and like, like Obi said here in these quotes, you know, he was thankful for what he had, you know, when he was with us, he was thankful for just having an opportunity at all, you know, so he said all the right things. I mean, there's this quote right here. He said, well, I had a great time with the Knicks. Obviously, it's been a dream to have the opportunity to play at MSG, obviously put that Knicks jersey on. There were great players there, great coaches. Everybody was amazing there. So he's not like dwelling on the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of playing time or, you know, that he had a small role or trashing the coaches or anything like that or kind of, you know, throwing some little shade. No, he was thankful for it. And he, you know, he respects the opportunity he was given. He knows that it was tough for him to find playing time. He acknowledged that he didn't get what he wanted, but he also didn't necessarily say, I didn't get what I wanted because the coaches think I suck. No, he didn't say something like that. He just, he knew it just wasn't working and it's it was time to move on. So that's pretty much all I got to say about some of those stuff, though. But I kind of want, want to hear your thoughts on some of these things that, that Obi said, Justin, because I think Obi handled this really well. I really think he did. 
Yeah, you know, I agree with what you said. I think it was time to move on for both Obi and the Knicks. I mean, he had no fit on the Knicks. We have Randall. He's an all-NBA player. Toppin's not going to play in front of him. It's just That's just a matter of fact. I mean, you know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, we traded away an all-star. Okay, be so for real with yourself, man. We did not trade away an all-star. You know, all the big numbers he put up were at the end of the season, meaningless games. Neither team was really trying to win. Like, okay, you know what I mean? I, I like Obi, but – some people are getting a little too ahead of themselves with who we got rid of. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think it was, but other than that, I think it was good for both Obi and the Knicks. You know, Obi's now going to get a bigger opportunity with Indiana. I like the fit in Indiana a lot more. You know, they run really fast. You know, that, that's exactly what Obi's good at, you know, getting out and running and, you know, fit transition finishes, all that stuff. You know, I think that's a good fit. You know, I think him in a young point guard, with Tyrese Halliburton, that's going to be a good fit. You know, I don't, I don't know what role they're going to give Toppin. You know, I don't know if he's going to be a starter or he's coming off the bench. But you know, either way, I think that's a good fit with Tyrese Halliburton. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it was time to move on. You know, it's all water under the bridge now. You know, I mean, he's gone. We can't really change it. People are mad about the return, but like, like you said, that's just kind of how he's valued around the league. You know what I mean? Like. If that was the best offer we were able to give up for Toppin, it should show you kind of where he stands value-wise around the league, how other teams view him. You know what I mean? So I don't think the re the return obviously isn't ideal. You turn the eighth overall pick into two second-round picks, but that's just kind of how his career has played out to this point. You know what I mean? If you were a GM, would you give up a first-round pick for Obi Toppin? Probably not. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I stand on it. So. Yeah, no, if the, if the Knicks envisioned to get, like, a first-round pick in return for Obi Toppin, it would have probably had to be done in, like, a trade package, you know, for a much, you know, larger type of star-level player, you know, and maybe adding a pick or something like that. You weren't going to get, like, Obi Toppin for a first-round pick or two simply as that. No way. You know, Obi Toppin, like I said, he hasn't had much opportunity to prove himself in the league. So, you know, teams aren't going to be willing to give up a possible, you know, uh, franchise-changing draft pick that they have in their arsenal for – quite frankly, an unproven asset, you know, it's, it sucks, but that's the true reality of it. You know what I mean? Some teams are not going to want to do that. And, you know, adding two second round picks, like you said, yes, it's not ideal, but in my, my eyes, it's better than nothing, you know, because quite frankly, Obi Toppin was not going to stay as a Nick if they ever let him hit free agency. So it's better than nothing. I'd rather them add Add some more draft capital, even if it's just some second rounders. It's better to add more draft capital and use that for future trades or future transactions you want to do. And if they end up drafting someone with those picks that they got, then they draft someone with those picks. But, you know, for, for what I see it, I see it as just adding some more draft capital to make a splash move. Maybe not necessarily this offseason anymore because, you know, the options have dwindled pretty heavily. But maybe, you know, next offseason, they make a big splash trade for superstar that comes available and falls into their lap and they can use some of that draft capital they got out of this to do it and now you know i know there's the conversation about you know oh who's going to back up randall now this that yes i know you know you could theoretically just have rj and josh hart kind of split the time at the four when julius randall was not on the floor because julius randall is going to play close to 40 minutes anyway i know there's been talk about isaiah roby i know he's been up and down in summer league so far so that's still kind of a to be determined with that in my eyes but you know i think they can still find someone maybe somebody through free agency maybe someone like a jamichael green because i know he's still available grant williams or tory craig would have been my go-to but they both were, were signed somewhere else so the jury's out on that we kind of just need to 
focus on somebody else. And if they don't get a backup four at all, if they end up just kind of running a nine man without OB spot, then then so be it. I think the team already got a whole lot better by adding DiVincenzo and removing Toppin. I think right there alone made the team a whole lot better. Whatever they decide to do is what they decide to do. I don't really know what exactly they're going to do just yet. We're still in early July, so that's still kind of months away before we really know what the rotation is going to look like. But, you know, with that, just to kind of pivot back towards the top and stuff, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I am really, I really want to see him succeed. I'm not going to, you know, hope that he doesn't do well just because he's not on the Knicks. No, I want him to do really well. He seems like a great guy. Guy, The teams, the, the guys in the locker room seemed to love Obi Toppin when he was here. He formed a lot of good chemistry with like Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, Josh Hart hung out with him the other day and posted a picture of him in his Pacers gear and put some uh, vomiting emojis on it. I thought that was pretty funny, but clearly the guys get along with him very well. So, you know, that's always a good thing to see. And for Indiana, that's going to, you know, if you're a Pacers fan watching this, you know, you're going to get a good guy you know team's gonna love Obi Toppin that you know he seems like a fantastic guy very professional very you know stand-up guy so you know I'm rooting for him I hope he succeeds uh you know obviously for as a Knicks fan here it kind of stinks that we had to let him that we had to let him go but at the same time it had to be done it had to be done they had to get him off this team as uh, any way they could just just for the sake of not only him but the organization it just would have made the most sense to move on from him and they did so i'm glad the knicks were able to, to get it done this offseason and not prolong this into training camp or into even the start of next season i'm glad they were just able to get it done now you know ended off you know it was it, they tried they tried for three years it just wasn't working it was time to move on that's kind of all I got to say. I don't know if you got any final thoughts on this before we wrap this up, but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at on it. Yeah, no, I agree with pretty much everything you said, you know, um, you know, it, it was time to move on. It's for the betterment of both the Knicks and Obi. You know, I'm wishing Obi the best in Indiana. You know, I hope he succeeds. I don't want him to just, you know, fall out of the league. That would really suck. You know what I mean? He's like you said, he's a great guy. You know what I mean? And there is untapped potential there. I would like to see him flourish. You know what I mean? So it, he, he wasn't going to flourish with the Knicks. It's just, it is what it is. You know, people are going to say, if he goes off in Indiana, people are going to be like, we traded away an all-star. It's the end of the world that we have an all-star at his position. It's just a matter of fact. You know what I mean? Like I, he wasn't going to get the opportunity in New York. It just wasn't going to happen. No matter how upset you are, if we traded him, it, it just wasn't going to happen. We weren't going to stash him on the bench forever. You know what I mean? He had to, he had to move on somehow. So that's just kind of my final thoughts on it. So yeah, that's how I feel about the, about the Obi Toppin situation. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. You know, like you said, we got an all-star at that position. So, you know, it was just time to move on from Obi. It was meant to be. I mean, it wasn't going to work. But, you know, with, that, with all that being said, we'd love to hear what you guys would think about this in the comments section. You know, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, do you think the Knicks got rid of an all-star or do you think it was right for us, for the Knicks to move top in? Let us know what you think. You know, we're here to agree to disagree. So we'd love to hear everyone's viewpoints on this situation. Um, this is the first podcast me and my brother have done just us two. So I'm really looking forward to doing more of this with him you know really excited for it make sure you guys follow him by the way because you know he's going to be a main part of this team going forward so make sure you follow him he's got some good stuff out there and hope he'll get some more stuff out there in the future but you know with that being said you know you can follow us on you know many of our platforms we're on twitter tiktok instagram facebook we're on threads now as well and of course this youtube page so make sure you guys check us out on all that stuff and we'll see you guys in the next fireside next video
Peace out, y'all. Okay, let me stop this recording.